Welcome to the Ball Boys. Ball Bros. I fucked up. <laughs> what do you think today should be about, Sandy? I think we should get into our top 10 list. A top 10s? Top 10s? We, we go in top 10s today. Yeah. We talk about our top 10 quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and tight ends. Now, we are missing Jake, so it's just going to be our list. Next time we have Jake around, we can include Jake and uh, figure out where he stands. Absolutely. I would love to get into that today. Let's let's definitely touch on no, no kickers, though. No kickers. Nobody talks about the kickers. I think yeah. we start with you. I want to hear your top you know, give me your top five quarterbacks and let's talk about it. You know, when it comes to fantasy football and the quarterback position, you know, anything goes in most scenarios. I, and I really think the rankings can't just be ter- but determined by a true one through ten. It is more of a tier list, you know, to put one guy above some of the rest is a little unfair. However, I will condense my list. So I think Starting at the top of that list, there's no question about it. He's been the fantasy QB number one last two years. It's Josh Allen. The Stallion. No one's going to argue that. It's it's clear as day. You know, we can develop more into how I think it'll he'll sustain that success. But I think that he's obviously the start of that, you know. And then, you know, kind of a surprise, you know, I've seen a lot, a lot of draft boards going into it. But it, when you actually look at the roster, you look at what's there, you realize having Justin Herbert at the number two fantasy QB really isn't too far off. That's not a stretch at all, especially from what we saw at the end of last season. Yeah, at the end of last season, and you talk about they return all their receiving talent. You get a a healthy Austin Eckler back. You know, there's a lot of potential there. and They have a better and more improved defense in that regard. So, you know, he's going to be able to have the ball a little bit longer, and you know they'll love to open that offense up there. Both of our top two quarterbacks, your your top two quarterbacks, my list is a little different, but both of your top two have very fantasy-friendly offenses this year. They do, and, you know, I would typically put Patrick Mahomes a little bit higher on this list, but, you know, losing Tyreek Hill, you know, it's kind of a little question mark of who's going to be that guy outside of Travis Kelsey. Every wide receiver on the team you have a question mark about. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Juju could step in and be a very quality receiver for Patrick Mahomes. I think he'll lean on, but there's still a lot of other question marks, and, you know, with Nicole Hardman, we're really not sure with him. He's, his health has been kind of an issue of late. He's never going to be that guy. He won't. And, you know, you talk about you lose Byron Pringle, you know, for what that's worth. That was another guy that could have been a factor. That and then Mahomes trusted him, though. He came through in some big plays. Exactly. And, you know, now you're for your Mahomes, like, you know, outside of Kelsey, yeah, you have Juju. You can kind of look at him to be that physical body. But you also got an un, you know, unproven rookie in Sky Moore. And Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Yeah, and both of them could be very positive impacts for that offense, but it, we'll have to really see in a true... It's going to be a different Chiefs. This is not going to be the same Chiefs team that we've seen the last few years. Right, and they'll still be a very competitive team. I still think when it's all said and done, they'll be a playoff team, you know, just because of Patrick Mahomes, which is the reason why he's, you know, number three on my list. Who's and, number four for you? And I really think this is the next tier. I consider both of these guys to be around the same level. I like Lamar Jackson a little bit higher at the four spot. I think from a fantasy purpose, you know, he, he we know what he can do on the ground, and he does have a pretty solid arm. You know, you get a little bit different offensive, you know, talent on your team. No longer have Hollywood Brown there. Now you're going to have Rashad Bateman, who's going to have to pick up the slack. And, you know, of course, you got Mark Andrews. I think Rashad Bateman, if he could take a step forward and being a nice, consistent intermediate route receiver this year, because Marquise was all, you know, Hollywood Brown, he's go big or go home. That's what his whole game is about. Yeah, and Lamar Jackson put a lot of those balls on the money, and I think his numbers would have looked even better had 
Hollywood Brown, you know, make those some of those catches throughout the season. He did have a few drops. Now he tore up last year at the beginning of the season. I think the first like nine weeks, he was like a top five wide receiver for when it comes to Lamar, his rushing ability and his willingness to run because Kyler doesn't want to run. Yeah, and, and speaking of Kyler, I mean, that is who I would have on my fifth list. You know, his is mostly built off of potential. We know at his best what type of quarterback he is. I think early on will be a true testament to how he will handle himself throughout the year. We're going to see who's going to step up. You know, if if some of the role players can live up to the hype and he, at least enough so that way, you know, you get a healthy, you know, DeAndre Hopkins in there around week seven. You know, you're going to have some options later on. But how will some of these receivers react early on? You know, and I think that'll determine the outlook on Kyler Murray. I'm still very high on him, but that he he's kind of a question mark. But I do like him in that tier with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's going to depend a lot on how much they're going to be willing to involve somebody like Rondell Moore, even if he is five foot nine. You know, he had some games last year where he would get ten touches, but he would only get like fifty yards. His a dot, like his average depth of target, is like a the lowest number ever. It's almost incomprehensible. So are they going to open up the offense for Kyler and actually put his weapons in good position? I mean, Cliff Kingsbury is a fine coach, but Kyler's apparently not studying. All that stuff that came out this offseason with that was just a mess. I don't even know where to start with that. It scares the crap out of me when it comes to Kyler, and especially with his performance. Every year at the end of the season, he seems to fail, like fall off a little bit, right? I think he has seen some fall off, but that's the question mark that surrounds him. I think a lot of that had to do just with how they were trying to use him in some of those games. I think he is a very And the injury. He was injured a little. Exactly. I'll give him that. You, you factor in injury. He never really was like his old self and you know at that point in the season. So I think coming into this year, if he can just stay healthy and like I said with those receiving targets, if they can you know help carry the load, I do see positive things for Kyler Murray. The offense in Arizona should be improved this year. But let's talk about an offense that's going to be really improved. Who's your number six guy? Yeah, and for me, Russell Wilson, you know, he could have very well been higher on this list. You know, I, I've raved about his receivers and just I see a ton of potential. You know, there's been a lot of comparisons. You look at what Matthew Stafford did when he first year, you know, gets to the Rams, goes to a Super Bowl, carries the offense. I see Russell Wilson looking to repeat that type of success. And, you, you know, you get guys like Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy. You know, you, you always have, I think – Javante Williams in the backfield catching balls. Melvin Gordon is a reliable running back. They're both. I mean, this is going to be the best overall offense I think Russ has had a chance to play with. Yeah, I mean, maybe not the top-level talent, but as far as a collective group. Yeah, across the board, they're better. Right, and I see big things. I, I love Russell Wilson this year. I think he's one of the safest quarterback picks. Now, I don't see myself reaching on him. But, you know, he's a guy I would very much want to have because you're going to get consistency week in and week out. They have a good schedule, too. Russell Wilson does not scare me at all this year, and especially with the rest of the strength of the division, it's only going to make him a better quarterback, and he's actually going to get to cook. We're actually going to see him throw 40, maybe 50 passes in a game this year and really see what he can do when he lets it lose. Yeah, and you look at that division as a whole, that's going to be one of the most prolific scoring divisions out there. So you're going to see a number of probably the highest scoring NFL games come from those in-division matchups, and Russell Wilson will be at the forefront of that. Now, between Russell Wilson and your next guy, I personally would switch them because I like the upside of the unknown more. But who's your next guy on the list? For me, I think – 
Jalen Hurts has earned that right for a fantasy sake. You know, we don't really know what he'll truly be as far as a true leader on the field when it comes to winning games, but from just he's a, a winner. Strict, he's a winner. I think the only question is, can he pass it enough? Are they going to let him do it? Yeah, and this they have more of a running offense, and that it also does scare me because while Jalen Hurts does a lot of things with his legs, he does have a really good ball, and he's got a lot of receiving talent there. I don't know why their offense wouldn't gravitate more towards the passing game. I think their but... number two wide receiver last year was Quez Watkins. So I'd definitely be handing the ball off too. <laughs> But also, you'd look at this year's roster and you see the you know the addition of AJ Brown. You know, you do get a second year receiving talent in Devontae Smith, Goddard finally full offseason as a tight end one, and you have a full backfield with options. So you know you'll always have the running game as a backup, and you know, like I said, with Jalen Hurts, he'll be able to run the ball as well. So it's a big question mark for him. He could finish higher, but also I took a chance putting him at the seven. I think that he could live up to that hype. Realistically, I think there's a couple guys that probably will finish higher, but they're just not as appealing from a fantasy aspect. Like who? Somebody more consistent? Someone that's been around the game for a long, long time. And there's actually a couple of them, but one of them is the undisputed greatest of all time, and that's Tom Brady, you know. If he's back from his mass Singer audition. mass Singer, yeah. I, I saw that. You know, he he is up to something here, you yeah. know. I saw the news today. He's supposedly coming back pretty soon. Yeah, everything points towards that being true. But that tells you just how good Tom Brady is. Here we are. We're not even talking about what he's going to do on the football field because we know what he's going to do on the football field. 4,500 yards, 35 touchdowns, almost guaranteed. If his receiving core stays healthy, there's absolutely no reason for him not to finish top three in MVP voting yet now, again. If This is an interesting question I have for you. Considering the rest of your team build is you have a pretty safe running back one, a risky running back two, a safe wide receiver one, and a risky wide receiver two, which quarterback would you rather have between those two, Tom Brady and Jalen Hurts? From that aspect, if my team around them were... A little shaky. If it's a little shaky, I think I like the upside from a Jalen Hurts a little bit more. But if you have the pieces in place, Tom Brady is going to get you enough fantasy points to win your league, 100%. Tom Brady may not finish as the quarterback four or above, but quarterback five is right where I think he could finish, guaranteed. Quarterback five is, I think, the ceiling for sure. Now, you know, floor, I don't see him dropping worse than, like, QB 11 on the year. I don't think he falls out of the top ten. Yeah. If I he plays every game, yeah, he's going to be in at least anywhere from nine to five. And, you know, on the next guy for me, I kind of could take some heat for this one. It's just hard to argue it. You know, I like Aaron Rodgers over – most of the talent in the league, despite his receiving core that he's there with, despite everything that we know about Aaron Rodgers, he has a rejuvenation towards the game of football. And I think the team actually prioritized a little bit more about drafting some wide receivers. He He's going to be working with a very young and thin core, and it's going to be tough for him. But at the end of the day, you're looking at a you know previous MVP. You know back what you're going to get. You know what you're going to get. He's a Super Bowl champion, a multiple MVP winner. He's always going to keep you in it, and he's got the stats to back it up. And he still has two Pro Bowl-level running backs who can also catch the ball. So if you include A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones in the conversation, and let's hope Robert Tunyon can get back to you know, anywhere from five to eight touchdowns, you know, I don't expect him to get 10 like he did a few years ago or flake out completely like he did last year. But if he can get a couple more touchdowns and help out in the red zone, Aaron Rodgers is going to be just fine. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers could very well be anywhere from an MVP level quarterback to a top 10. He's never going to drop out of your top 10. 
And he could, I think he could finish at his at his floor if they're able to run the ball successfully. He could finish about thirteenth to fourteenth, but he has a ceiling of top four. I agree there. And now after that, you know, when you get towards the end of that top ten, I could have put this guy higher. But, you know, it's just, again, it's a lot of the big theme here is question marks. We don't know what some of these guys are going to do. And I like Trey Lance being that 10th guy because of the fact he's just – I salivate over the idea if he can live up to the hype, he can be everything we want him to be. They've called him Mahomes. Maybe Mahomes with a little bit more running upside. It's just we don't know how the rest of the team – you know, you get Debo Samuel, you got Brandon Ayuk, you know, you have the receiving talent around you. Kittle. Kittle, absolutely Kittle. Mm-hmm. Now, hopefully, he'll actually get some more run outside of the numbers this year. That's been my biggest issue with him. Like as a tight end, whenever he, you know, he has games where he can get just fourteen for one hundred and sixty, and then the very next week catch one pass for three yards. Hopefully, Trey Lance can bring more consistency, and uh, Kyle Shanahan will feel more open to releasing the full potential of the offense. Because I think with Jimmy G's been holding back. Yeah, Jimmy G had been held back a little bit, but also I think it's a testament to what Trey Lance is going to be as a quarterback. He's a lot more athletic. Mm-hmm. He's going to be a, a youthful, likable talent there. and Everybody on the team loves him. He's already the leader of the team. Leader of the team, that's the first thing you got to get over the hump about is being able to carry that offense. That was a cat, by the way, guys. That's my cat, Pablo. He's a great kid. He's just a little rambunctious at times, but we love him. Yep, he's mad because we didn't give him a mic. Yeah, he's been wanting to get in on this really bad, but you know what? He'll have to wait his turn. He's got a lot to say over here today. Yeah, he's as we speak, he's dribbling a basketball. Uh, <laughs> and you know, another guy that definitely could be higher, and I think it's a personal vendetta I have against him because he really did not help my fantasy team last year in a redraft. I did not do very well, and that's on me as a as a fantasy owner. But also, it was the fact that I had Dak Prescott at quarterback. It was a very up-and-down year by far. You know, It always is, every Cowboy. He he's, has the potential to be QB1. Any week he steps on the field just based off of the talent around him. But it's Dak Prescott, and he has to overcome a lot to get to that level. And he gets a lot more hate just because of the fact he plays in Dallas. He's a lot safer than people think, but he's also a lot – he has a lot less upside than people think because he used to have years where he was getting six touchdowns on the ground to add on top of all of his rushing – or his passing productivity. So now he's not running the ball as much. He's spreading the ball around a little bit more. They're not as effective when it comes to, you know, he doesn't have a true dominant number one wide receiver. I don't think CeeDee Lamb is that guy. I think CeeDee Lamb could be that guy, but I, I it would have been more likely to happen if a guy like Amari Cooper were to still be there. You the take thing, away the thing is, like, it's it's hard to even say that Amari Cooper was the number one wide receiver last year because CeeDee out-targeted him. Yeah, I mean... It makes it tough. It makes it makes me really scared to draft either of those guys. The only cowboy I like personally is Zeke. But when it comes down to Dak, give me him if if that's my last option. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll be happy to have Dak if you're talking about getting him somewhere around. If he's an eighth or ninth round pick, absolutely. Because at the end of the day, again, you have the potential week in and week out. Okay, so are those all the quarterbacks you like. That's all the ones I would rate in my top 10, 11. However, you know, I think these guys all fall into that next man out, but very still valuable to your team. And that that group is Kirk Cousins, Matthew Stafford. You know, they're about even regardless who you go with there. What about Joey Burr? 
Joey Burrow, I, I like him. I think he's going to be very dependent on touchdown passes. He doesn't do enough with his legs, which, you know, a lot of that is attributed to the knee injury. Yeah, and he should be more agile this year. They just run the slowest offense in the NFL. They don't get off enough plays. And the thing is, every one of those 80-yard Jamar Chase drives, that's just, you know, that's, that's it is points for Joe, but at the same time, it's taking away potential points for, you know, his any bit of rushing upside. I know it's, it's a long touchdown, but, you know, how repeatable is that? That was yeah. a lot of his production last year. I think he falls into that bottom tier there for at least my, like, top end of the league. You know, I, I think I would prefer to have a Kirk Cousins or Matthew Stafford just because of the fact I like the more consistency in those offenses and what they do. We know the Rams have a very high-powered offense. We know the Vikings definitely like to play through their stars. They're about to have a, an offensive explosion. I think so. That's that's why I think Kirk Cousins could even be higher for me. I, I like – I like Kirk the, more than any of those guys. I do too. And and for that reason, you know, we're going to have the fantasy outlook. You have a healthy, hopefully very healthy Adam Thielen. You have arguably the best receiver in the game with Justin Jefferson. Right. And then you also have the workhorse running back Dalvin Cook. You know, three recipes for success. Irv Smith will be back, so he's got a tight end again. And you still got K.J. Osborne in there that can, you know, He's on the come up. In. He's going to be a great wide receiver three for them. And if Thielen is back to form, that's going to make Kirk a very streamable quarterback. And if you pick him up in the double-digit rounds, you're going to be real happy with the results you get. And I think that's part of the strategy I've I'm, I'm been looking and toying around with in a lot of my mocks is knowing where do I really want to draft Kirk Cousins. There's a sweet spot to get, in my opinion, the top seven guys. And that's if any of them are there from five to eight. If none of them are available, the guy you want in rounds five, six, seven, or eight, wait and take Kirk in the double-digit rounds. That's my that's my strategy. And that is a very winning strategy, I think, because we know how potential that, that offense Exactly. Can be. And it even sounds like a cliche to say I'm going to take a quarterback late, but it's because it works. And I think that's what gets a lot of people caught up. You know, they want to get the top QB, and that's understandable. And then they reach, and then you end up taking somebody like Lamar Jackson last year in the fifth round or something. Instead of somebody like Cooper Cup, who has a uh, monumental season. So could you imagine drafting somebody like, you know, Kyler? And in the same round, you have the choice of Cortland Sutton. And Sutton has that big year. You're going to really be feeling like you're missing out. I agree. I think if if you're not going to snag one of those top three, even Lamar could be pushing it there. If you're not going to go for those first three quarterbacks I mentioned, you know, in that within the first five rounds, I think you are better off waiting towards the at least – ninth through 12th range to look for your guy because any of those guys after that you're going to be there's kind of a plateau is what you're going to get you're not really going to have the true potential every week to get over 25 but if you go and reach on a guy that only gets you 22 I'd rather have the guy that maybe only gets me 18 if it means I can get other guys like you mentioned like a Cortland Sutton type of guy at a more valuable position more valuable position quarterbacks it's a very running quarterback driven league Mm-hmm. And, you break fantasy. Able, and you got to have explosiveness to your offense. Okay. Well, that's going to be it for our quarterback episode. And that was Sandy's top 10 quarterback list. We had a few honorable mentions in there. This video will be up on August 21st of 2022. And we should have more videos posted this week. Stay Thank you. Stay tuned.